so good to be back Carol. this is good we needed to get back into this it's this been- feels right this feels so right when we start a podcast as a joke and then we it feels right when we're back <laughs> nobody else saw that but the air quotes are hilarious <laughs> Hey, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Carol. And this is Kind of Fun. Well, everyone, welcome back to the pod. We are so happy that you're here. And we're happy that we're here. Yeah, this has been a long time coming. And we have just like fun life updates that we thought we would share. But the season of life that we were both just in um, was just like not conducive for bi-weekly recording or any recording for that matter. So... We're back to a point where I think recording can get back to its normal place in our lives I where know. it should be. It's like we're like a comeback. This is a this is a comeback part two because we had to season, do this before. Yeah, season two part B. Yeah. Maybe? I don't know if it's season two B or season three, but either maybe way. Maybe season three because season two is like a whole thing and then we like really just stopped. Well, so. and I'm hoping that by the time this episode goes up, we've got our new cover that our friend Haley's doing yes we're trying to revamp ourselves yeah we're revamping we're rebranding rebranding <laughs> we need a marketing team we need a marketing team um but yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna have a new cover season three it's a comeback it's a vibe we're basically going to be doing the same thing just a just a fresh look you know we got to figure yeah, out what and maybe gonna some look like yeah, some more consistent Insta posts, some more, um, just some different content. And we would love some more participation with the viewers, too. Yeah, I know. We really need to figure out how to grow our audience. Maybe we should start making reels. I've heard that that's the way to grow on Instagram. Is to start getting... <gasps> that could be fun. How do yeah. you make a long distance reel, though? I don't know. That's the thing. We'll have to figure it out. Anyway. Okay. Um, so anyway, welcome back, friends, the, to the rebrand, the revamp of kind of fun we're very excited to be back carol where have you been what have we been doing where have i been um well i so last time that i think we recorded the pod i was on night shift still Mm -hmm. um i'm no longer on night shift the the lord was just so he just like gave me such a gift of giving me day shift a day shift position like a hundred times faster than I anticipated and so I was able to go to day shift in September um and so I've been like two full months on day shift and while like I don't have to sleep near as much like during obviously during the day but just like like think about my sleep schedule I um am now gone like the entirety of the days that I work it's like a 6 15 to 8 p.m like 6 15 in the morning to 8 p.m in the evening um commitment on the days that I work so um it like limits our (laughs) it limits our recording time because on the days off I'm like scrambling trying to do like everything that I can't do on my days that I work so I've been doing that I'm a small group leader now for some sixth grade girls which is really really fun so fun how did you get into that that's through K-Life. So if you're a Canacook girl or boy or a camp girl or boy, um, Canacook has a, um, how do I put it? I'm realizing how much I say um too. 
That's okay. This is our first time back. We'll give you some grace on the filler words. Thank you. Canica I'm going to need it too. A home while you're not at camp over the summer to get you plugged into some kind of Jesus centered activity, kind of like a youth group, but it's like affiliated with camp. Um, and so it's basically like a group of sixth graders, but they have never been to camp before. I don't think. I think only a few of them have, and it's, like, their entire friend group. That's my small group. So I have, like, between 12 and 14 sixth graders that come every week, and I have a co, and we just, like, do small group. Remember? Oh, sorry. I interrupted you. No. Well, I started... I started as something as soon as you said something. So what were you going to say? I was going to say, remember like having a friend group in sixth grade. <laughs> um, like, I'm just thinking back on that. And I'm like, honestly, being a girl in middle school slash junior high is literally the biggest nightmare of all time when it comes to having friends. I hate well, it. Well, I was, I was going to say that I didn't have a friend group in sixth grade. Oh my gosh. Are you joking me? That not like pressing. Not like the way these girls do. I had a friend group in sixth grade, but I was kind of on the, not the outs of it, but like there was like a core group of like, I think there was like two or three of them. And then like the rest of us were like the outside you know it was like a peter james and john and then like the disciples situation like i was like thomas (laughs) you know i I wasn't peter james or john i was i see i was peter or no no peter is one of the three i was a i was a bartholomew if you will like a timothy a titus (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i was one of the i was one of the outer 12 which is good because i mean I still got to follow all the peeps. Yeah, I was a Bartholomew. I was a, I was a Thomas. Um, I like had a friend group, but there was only like three of us total, maybe four. That's a good. That's a good size group though, because it's hard to get left out of stuff like that. Yeah. So like we did everything together, but it was a toxic situation. <laughs> Mine wasn't toxic. It was just like looking back on it, I'm like, hmm, that was pretty. Um, ruthless that was pretty brutal it's brutal (laughs) out here it's brutal out there so sorry to interrupt I was just thinking about sixth grade and how terrible it is as a child (laughs) well these girls are like thriving they're in like the bougie neighborhood so like they're they're given a lot of things that they um want this one girl was like I am so mad. One of my, she's like, I don't even think they're friends, but this girl in gym class like stole her Lululemon sweatshirt. Oh, what a and tragedy. She's like, she's like, she keeps saying that she's going to bring it and she never does. And it's my Lululemon sweatshirt. And I was like, are your parents involved? Like that's their money. <laughs> are your parents involved? I'm I like, can't. I mean, like, I can't, like, go to your school, but, like, your mom picks you up from her house. So, like, why don't your mom just walk in and be like, do you have this sweatshirt? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but they're, like, all on the same soccer team or the basketball team or they do dance together. They just, like, do a lot of activities together. So, they, um, it's, like, the squad. So, but they're wild. They're really wild. And so it's been. As all sixth graders are. As all sixth graders are. And they like have never been in a small group before, like ever. So our first small group, they were like, what is small group? And I was like, oh, okay. And so we just like had to kind of 
take like 10 steps back in um like where we're starting because we were like okay let's go to john 5 to like read a verse and they were like is it first john and we're like no the Gospels." no no john john and they were like how do you find that it's just like we're like just starting at square one wow that's so cool though which is fun and like um i think my co and i our expectations have just like taken we've just had to really re reroute our expectations and we're actually meeting this afternoon for lunch to go over like how like what we should do for like curriculum Mm -hmm. um so if you have any thoughts please tell me because yeah I mean you're literally gonna have to like teach them how to find books in the bible (laughs) well I know and so like I was thinking a lot of them I don't think go to church or have like a church home or consistent church that they go to and so um their parents are like this is an activity that like this one mom is on the board for K-Life. And so she's like, she like hauls all these kids up to K-Life to get them like Jesus in their life, which is amazing. But it just like makes parents that don't know Jesus. Like it just is a different obstacle that I didn't think about. I just like Mm -hmm. assumed that all these kids that came are because their parents want to come. But Mm -hmm. that was like a false assumption of mine. Like this is, uh, this is, this is childcare for them for a lot of them Mm. and so it's like okay like they're even though they're like well off and have a good home life like it doesn't that doesn't mean that they are getting poured into script like through scripture so so you're like their own source of like being poured in (gasps) right wow that's a big responsibility I know and like if anything if they leave this school year and they're like I want to come back to K-Life because it's fun and then they continue to get poured into then like our job like like we were good and faithful servants for the time and the like the goal of what we were doing now but I think that like our job right now is to get them like interested in scripture yeah yeah so anyway that's K-Life um I started nursery so I'm catching babies now I've decided I want to do labor so like figuring out what that looks like I want to deliver babies all the time mm-hmm. um, should be fun should be fun that's about me what's up with you oh gosh <laughs> just so much really <laughs> um so today is a uh, Wednesday a week ago today I had my last day at my clinical rotation I was literally in the middle of nowhere um and I was on clinical rotation for PT school for 10 weeks my first day I started August 23rd and I ended last week so I was there for two months basically and that was all I did from August to now until last week (laughs) I was just in the middle of nowhere going to a hospital I was in acute care So I was going into the hospital. Um, The hospital that I was at had a COVID wing. So I, especially for the first five weeks that I was there, I was pretty much exclusively seeing COVID patients. And uh, that was what I did. And it was really hard and bad. (laughs) I discovered that I don't want to work in a hospital. Um, But I do, I did really like, I really liked the program, like the, the department that I was in like the PT department because I was in a teeny town 
And so the hospital was really tiny. It only had like 35 beds total, like in the entire hospital. And the outpatient PT clinic was also basically the inpatient PT clinic. So the we each have like a clinical instructor that we are with the entire time that we're on clinicals. And they're the ones that are in charge of like grading us on our skills and like showing us the ropes of what they do on a daily basis, you know, all that stuff. So my CI was the only full-time like hospital inpatient PT and the rest of the therapists in the department were considered outpatient. So they worked like in the outpatient clinic, but they have so many patients nowadays that are in the hospital that all of the outpatient PTs would float like into the hospital, like if they needed people to help. And so those people kind of just like bounced around, but like, just to give you an idea of how small the hospital is, like they have people that bounce back and forth between both departments or whatever, because they have to. So anyway, I was there. I learned a lot. I would consider it a valuable experience. I would consider it beneficial to my education. I would not consider it beneficial to my mental or emotional stability (laughs) as it was very hard and it was far away from where I live now, where I'm going to school. It was like six hours away from where I'm going to school currently. And so we were away from all of our friends and away from our church and away from everybody we know. We were living in a camper, which wasn't too bad, but the town is boring. There was nothing to do there. <laughs> so um, all of that to say, it was a terrible time. I have a therapy appointment on Tuesday. <laughs> Which will help in a lot of ways. Which will be just so beneficial for me. Um, So that's where I was. That's what I was doing. But I mean, I was working 10 to 12 hours a day. I mean, I got there at 8 a.m. And I did every single piece of documentation from day two. I mean, I got there on day two and they were like, you are the therapist. And I was like, awesome. I have never treated patients, let alone in an acute care setting, by myself but great and uh i mean i was in the covid unit i was in the icu i was seeing the most complicated patients that this town could offer me on day two (laughs) and uh i did all the documentation as well so that means that i had to write a note on every single patient that i saw and notes take a long time if you've never done them before so i spent most hospital days uh after hours by myself writing notes for hours at a time, <laughs> which was why I got out so late. Um, the kid, so there's a there's another student who's there currently. He stepped into the inpatient setting when I left. So he's with the CI that I have now. And he texted me yesterday and was like, I had my first 12-hour day. I just left the hospital. <laughs> and I was like, welcome to the club, welcome. my guy. You have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. Um, so... Yeah, I spend a lot of days um, by myself doing documentation. But it's okay. I did get a lot faster towards the end. I was getting out at like 5, 6 o'clock, which is better than my 8, 8.30. And uh, I learned a lot. I really did. And honestly, like not to brag, but like especially by my last two weeks, like I got pretty good at it. And like they um, got me to the point where I was actually scheduling all of the PTs that saw patients. So like 
we have this list of patients on our list uh, that are in the hospital that need to be seen for the day. And a lot of them need to be seen twice a day. And so I was in charge of like basically assigning which therapist was going to see which patient. And so like I would take me and my CI because I can't go by myself. I had to go with my CI. So she and I would take some patients. I would assign them to the PTAs. If a PT, I had to see if a PT had an opening in their schedule that could go over to the hospital and see a patient. I mean, I was like basically running the department (laughs) by the time I left and um, which is cool. I mean, it's not something that everybody can say that they did. Uh, especially for their very first rotation and for right. only having a year of school. Cause I'm like not done with my program. <laughs> like I've only had a year's worth of school and I have two years left. And so I like, haven't even had all of my education <laughs> and they were literally letting me run this freaking department in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know, kind of cool, kind of stupid of them, but what can you do? I learned a lot. So glad it's over. I think about like how much it takes to run a 35 bed hospital in the middle of nowhere and just like one department. And then I think about like Baylor in downtown Dallas or like the hospital that I'm at. That's like just a huge university hospital and like how much it takes to run like one department oh yeah it's insane I mean I was because I mean I was talking with my CI afterward and she was like acute care is for sure the hardest um rotation because it's you're seeing so many different types of patients you're seeing uh so many people a day like the documentation you have zero time for but she was like this isn't even the hardest acute care like you could be in these giant hospitals right New York or, you know, LA or whatever, like you could be in these giant hospitals that you see, there's hundreds of patients on your floor. You're seeing 20 patients a day instead of eight, like, and you still have to do all of their documentation. You only get to see them for 20 minutes a day, like all this stuff. And I was like, see, like the fact that like, cause I mean, I was struggling with like, am I even giving my patients the best care that I can? Because we only have 30 minutes with them each session. Right. And like, you can only do so much. And so, and I mean, a lot of people we saw twice a day. So that's an hour a day, which is pretty good. But I mean, you have this constant battle of like, am I doing the most that I can for them? And that was with me seeing eight patients a day for 30 minutes at a time. So it's like, can you imagine being in a giant hospital where there's hundreds of patients on your call and you only have 15, 20 minutes with them and you only get to see them once because you have 12 people to see or whatever. Right. And I was like, I mean, are they even getting the best care that they deserve? Like, I don't know. Magic. But yeah, I did learn a lot. It was a good experience. Or it wasn't a good experience, but it was an educational and valuable and beneficial experience. Beneficial. Um, I think that you will like take things from that clinical and then like tweak them for good in your own practice. I think so too. There are things like there are things from a really hard clinical instructor that I took and like, I, like she was really hard on us and like made us cry all the time. But like we, like I have taken things from her to, um, that like helped me be a better nurse so yeah exactly and that's what a lot of people said to me which like 
in the moment I was like, it's not what you want to hear. Shut yeah. the heck up. I was literally yeah. like, I cannot hear that one more time. But it's true. I, I do think that there are a lot of things that I learned from my clinical instructor or in spite of my clinical instructor that right. I will be able to implement and take. And also, you know, I think that being a clinical instructor is something that I would want to do in the future. And so oh, yeah. it like helped me really understand like what I would what I liked and what I didn't like about her and um the strategies that she used that I appreciated and that I didn't appreciate Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just being able to like implement that into the way that I teach someday right will also um be something that I take away from that too um but it was good I think towards the end of it it got a lot better my first five weeks were actually terrible I'm not I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that I cried every single day going into work and that's honestly true for like eight out of ten weeks that I was there (laughs) um which (laughs) tells you why I have a therapy appointment on Tuesday um but not a bad thing (laughs) no no not a bad thing um but I really did like it was one of the hardest things that I've ever done and it uh I'm glad it's over and now I'm back in my home and we don't have to live in a camper and the dogs are happier and I'm back at school. I got to see all my friends. I got to see all of my church people. So it seems that things are on the up and up, which is. Yeah, good. no, for sure. Um, it's like it makes like coming home so much sweeter when stuff like that. You like you do something really, really hard and you're like, dang. I am, like, so thankful to, like, have this because I was taking it for granted. Yeah, exactly. I complained a lot about being in school and having to study, and it was a really hard thing. And you know that you're in a bad spot when you are, like, wishing that you could go back just, and, yeah, like, study for tests. Like, that's what I wished I was doing. And so... um I appreciate it. And I actually, I had two tests yesterday and I did have to study for them. And I, it didn't even upset me. I was like, the fact that I'm here studying for tests and not in this town in the middle of nowhere working in a hospital, like that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I am so thankful. So that's really, it's, um, it's broadened my perspective on school and where I'm at. And I can appreciate it a lot more, I think. Which is good. And the next time I go on clinicals, I'll have all of my didactic work done. So I won't be going into another situation without all of my knowledge, which I think will be beneficial for me too. But anyway, it was a time. When is your next clinical? So I, um, this, this clinical that I was just on is technically the beginning of my second year of school. So I have didactic work until next fall so like a year from now I'll be finishing my last semester of school school and then the spring and summer of 2023 are both clinical semesters so I'll have finished my schooling fall of 22 so a year from now and then spring and summer are both clinicals you're at where you are now for the next year for the next year without going anywhere correct oh that's nice okay and hopefully my other clinicals will be 
near here as well so i won't have to leave especially since i left for this one right like i went out of town hopefully that means i won't have to go out of town for my other two as well yeah so i feel like the hospital is a really good place to learn how to do things like multitasking like having to do things all at the same time because that was one thing that i noticed because the hospital that i worked at it was built before like the ada was a thing like it's like really old and so the rooms are shoe boxes like literally the smallest rooms you've ever seen in your life and they've got a hospital bed a dresser iv poles some of them if they're covid have like high flow nasal cannulas or bypass like there's a recliner there's another chair like there's the bedside commode there's like literally fifty thousand things in these rooms and they're so freaking small and like as a therapist you have to plan like where your patient's gonna go like are you gonna get them up to walk are you gonna transfer them to the chair are you gonna take them to the bedside commode and so you have to think your path like as you're going and so i would have to be like especially if i was having an eval i would have to go in ask all of these questions like you know how did you get here like uh what kind of assistive devices do you use? Like, what do you use to walk? Like, were you independent with your daily activities? Like, I'm asking them all of these questions while I'm, like, rearranging the room. I basically became an interior designer while I was there because I was having to, like, literally rearrange furniture in every single room to get them to a place where I could get my patient out of bed without having to move stuff out of the way. <laughs> Wait, that's so, funny. Yeah, you, like, you just get to the point where you're, like, you're like moving all of this stuff and you're asking all of these questions and you're thinking about what you're going to do with them and you're having to assess them while right. you're, you know, cause it's like, if you're, cause every movement that they make PTs can make, like they can make a conclusion about it based on how they move and stuff. So it's like, even if they're in bed and they're sitting there, like looking at the way they're sitting, like how hard is it for them to change positions? Like, you're like constantly seeing all of this stuff and you're having to remember all the answers to the questions and you're having to rearrange the room and you're having to make sure that it's safe and you're not putting your walker on the other side so that you can't grab it. Like it was like 60 things that you're thinking about all at the same time. It was so much work. (laughs) And I was like, I've never been, and I am not a multitasker like at all. Like I have to focus on one thing at a time because I have anxiety and control issues and I get really overwhelmed and that was something that I like literally just had to get over myself I literally had to be like Lindsay this is not like just step outside of your head because you have to do all of these things at the same time like it was right. like, crazy so it's like the hospital is just the perfect place if you don't know how to multitask work in a hospital work for in a, a hospital for a week I don't really I feel bad because I don't really have that much else to like catch up on i know that's been like my life um i dated a boy for a month and then we broke up (gasps) oh my gosh i forgot about that that is so weird that feels like a fever dream honestly (laughs) i was a fever dream honestly it was like such a weird experience it was great until it was weird and then it was very weird and i got out of it (laughs) it was great until it was weird It really was fine. Like, I was figuring out how I was feeling. I think that he was at a very... Well, actually, I don't think. I know. He was at a very different place in, like, his 
feelings and interest Mm -hmm. than I was and was like diving deep and I was not ready for that yeah he went like hard in the paint for sure yeah and which isn't necessarily a bad thing no no um it's only bad when the other person isn't is going hard in the paint (laughs) yeah I would love to like equally go hard in the paint you know what I mean like that would be the dream is to like be like so excited about each other and I was like you know when you wake up and you're like this is not right it was like it was like an immediate like this is not right situation you just woke up and felt it in your heart a Tuesday it was the Tuesday after we like had this like talk about our relationship I was like this is not right (laughs) and then I cried every day about it (laughs) yeah that's true we Carol and I had a moment in our lives where we were overlapping where we both were crying every single day (laughs) every single day about different things (laughs) yeah different things same idea it was ridiculous but I mean like I learned a lot and it was really good and I am thankful that I'm like now I really know now like what I'm looking for in a relationship and um yeah yeah, that's the good thing about dating is that you find what you like and what you don't like and, you know, it kind of right. just makes the next relationship easier almost. Yeah. Do, you know, you're kind of just at that point. I've told you this before. You're just at that point where, like, you're not tied to anybody or anything. So, like, if you just don't like where you're at, like, you can just do something different, you know? Like, that's yeah. the beauty of it. Like, yeah. Because that's what was so frustrating about being unclinical was it's like, I mean, to be fair, like I, I was in control to an extent, like I chose to be in PT school and like I chose to follow that path. And like, so in that sense, it's in my control, but, I, but like, obviously like, I'm not just going to quit school because I don't like my clinical, like that's dramatic, right. you know? And so it's like, I was kind of in this place where like, I didn't want to be there and I was very discontent and I was with people that like were rude to me and I was also just like not feeling like I was succeeding like I felt like especially for the first five weeks that like the hospital setting was just not for me because I'm not good at multitasking I couldn't do things at once I couldn't think on my feet I really needed time to process what I was seeing and you just don't have time for that and So anyway, I was just very not content with where I was at, but there wasn't anything that I could do about it. You know, I just had to suck it up and live through it. And thankfully I did. And it made me a lot more content and appreciative of the life that I do have here where I'm at in school with the people around me. So I guess in that sense, it was good, but it just sucked because it was like, there was just nothing to do. Like I just had to live every day and just (laughs) take it one day at a time, you know? But there's the luxury with you in the sense that it's like you can just if you don't like it, you can just you can just leave. And I mean, I say that and I know that it's easier said than done. Like that's not actually how it works. But right. You know, it's not like you have anybody tying you down. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I fantasize about this this dream life with that. I I like think that would be the dream life. And I think that it's obtainable, like totally obtainable. So I think that I'm just, 
I I like don't want to set up expectations for this this dream that I'm I'm fantasizing about mm-hmm. and then I get there and I'm like like I hate this too you know what I mean so <laughs> that would be disappointing yeah and I don't think it will be like I don't think that that's the case at all I think that where I'm at now I had a lot of expectations about what it would be like and it's a lot different than what I was expecting so just like coming to terms with where I'm at but also like having accurate expectations and like not to say that I can meet my husband tomorrow I think that I just am like in a stage of life where I'm like ready to make a commitment and I like I was ready I was like wanting to take steps towards that with Ben but I didn't want to lead him on or like stay in a place where I was discontent or uncomfortable and so like I feel like I not that I threw my hands up because I I definitely like got out of it as soon as I knew that it was wrong but Mm -hmm. it's like I had I had somebody that was interested in me and like that was a really fun feeling and like I enjoyed having a boyfriend but like it doesn't make it worth it to not be the right person so right right yeah oh who knew being an adult was so hard I know it my gosh I'm also like wanting to buy a new car so that's exciting but that's like a weird a weird thing that I'm having to think about yeah yeah Noah and I are trying to buy a house it's just like a weird thing to yeah like big money moves I know of our ends yeah it's crazy (laughs) so that's my update that's our update I know sounded we're kind of sad (laughs) we need to end on a we need to end on a happy note um let's see I'm trying to think of something exciting or (gasps) the holidays they're coming up it's November they're coming up um Lindsay's coming to visit me in December which is it's so exciting. true oh my gosh we'll have to record while we're together oh that'll be great that'd be good I'll have to bring my mic we can have <laughs> we can both have good audio um I have gotten into like a really good exercise schedule and I like love working out and that has never been <laughs> something that I've been able to say so that's been good (laughs) that's so exciting I know I'm so happy to be working out again I wasn't working out on clinical rotation because I worked 12 hours and I was just too exhausted by the end of the day and I mean to be fair I was walking and lifting patients and uh you know doing semi manual labor so um I wasn't like working out though and it was really sad and we didn't have a gym out there so we were kind of just doing our own thing but I'm back and I'm back. I went to the gym for the first time um, on Monday the other day and it was tragic. It was so depressing. I was like, well, not depressing. It was just like, wow, like I have lost so much muscle doing this, which is funny yeah. because you'd think that literally having to total assist patients from their bed to their chair right. would give you more muscle. But it actually, I think it was the walking. I think just like, I wasn't doing really any strength training. I was only doing like basically cardio for 10 weeks and all of the walking just like stripped me down all of my muscle. It's all gone. So I'm going to have to basically start not at square one because I'm still like pretty in shape, but I'm going to have to start back at square one 
strength training wise i like went to the gym and i like did half the weight on the leg press that i usually do and i was like dying and i was like oh <laughs> my gosh like this is embarrassing for me <laughs> <laughs> and i like that you know when you have your phone and you like don't use an app for a while and it like undownloads itself yeah i like like my gym app that i usually use like undownloaded and so i had Wait. to like push it and like re-download it <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Oh, my gosh. I was like, dang. Like, that's when you know you haven't used it in a while. <laughs> so sad. But here you are. Back at it. I know. I'm getting back on my grind, getting back on my gym grind. So that'll be an interesting journey. I'm excited to get back, though. I love it. And I'm glad it's that you like love such it now. A stress- yeah, it's like such a stress reliever. And I do Orange Theory, which is like such a it's like a group feeling but it's at your own pace which i appreciate so like if i wanted to push myself i could Mm -hmm. um and but if i wanted to like take a break i also could you know Mm. um and then they they walk around and like check your form on stuff which is really nice and um we did deadlifts today Um, (laughs) deadlifts are hard it's just like I'm trying to work up my weight, like how much weight I can lift. Uh-huh. And I'm like right at the point where I like I'm teetering on the next the next um, weight, you know, yeah. but it's really, really hard. <laughs> yeah. You have to like push past the right get over the like, hump to move forward. We were doing. Oh, my gosh. We did these like sumo squats with like a high row up to your chest. And, like, 12 pounds is, like, not hard enough right now. It, but 15 is, like, it's oh too my gosh. Hard. You can't do, like, 13 or 14? They don't have 14. <laughs> they don't. It's, like, we only have, we have 8, 10, 12, 15, 20 pounds dumbbells. Oh, that's such a weird, like, mix of weights. So, like, if you, if, like, 12 is too much, you can drop down to 10. And then you might be able to do, like, an extra, like, rep or two to, like, right. get you, you know. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> the 15, I did 12 of these, like, high rows. And I was, like, oh, my gosh. That's it's so hard, honestly. I literally was stuck on 10 pounds, like, for years, honestly. I, like, never moved past it. And then um, I, like, used 12s the other – well, before I started my clinical and I was actually strong, I, like, tried doing stuff with 12s. And I was like, oh, my gosh, wait. Like, can I actually lift this? And then, of course, the other day I went and I was like, can't do that anymore. So I was only (laughs) on, like, 12 pounds for, like, a week. (laughs) Hey, but you'll get right back to it. My roommate and I were at um, Academy or Dick's or something, and we walked by, like, a a – a huge bin of like all these different sized weights and I was telling her I was like we I did these low rows with 20 pounds it was the first time I could do a low row with 20 Mm. and she's like let me see if I can lift 20 and she like she's like going through all this health stuff right now but she like literally pulled up like a a 20 pound dumbbell and it's like you're not used to doing it she was like (laughs) like shaking (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which, like, I was shaking in Orange Theory. And so it just was funny. That's so funny. Oh, man. Fitness journey. Fitness journey. The one consistent thing in my life is a, is Orange Theory. 
<laughs> That's so funny. I know my life is a lot more consistent. Well, okay, my life was consistent there. It was just consistent in a bad way because I was doing the same thing every day. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah. Oh man. Okay. Well, getting back into it, we're good. We're I know. Good. Welcome I back feel to the podcast. so good. I'm so glad that we did this. I'm feeling so much better. The fact that we are back at it and um because this is always so fun mm-hmm. you know it's always so I know. fun it truly I had people asking me about it like while i was on rotation they were like oh really yeah they were like where's the pod and i was like pro like i freaking don't have any time like yeah like, you take you my 12 hour shift i know people at work were asking about it too i'm like sorry guys <laughs> yeah if you guys have any uh ideas on stuff you want us to talk about then let us know and uh but otherwise we'll kind of probably just as far as like revamping goes i don't know that we'll like talk about anything different we really want to do like holiday themed podcasts yeah so if you have any ideas on things to do for that that would be super fun maybe we'll share like our fave Christmas memories and traditions or something. Okay. Well, thanks for listening in. Hope you guys are happy that we're back because we're happy that we're back. And welcome to the revamp, baby. It's welcome happening. to the revamp. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys in two weeks. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.